weekend of Saturday, May 14. I'm John Parker. Joining me once again is Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Joel, on the second week of a four-week holiday, and uh, we do hurry back, and I'm not just talking about the podcast because uh, getting the winning post out is a lot easier when Joel's around. Uh, Dan, massive week of... uh, Massive weekend of racing coming up. We've got Group 1 action in Adelaide and Brisbane. Uh, We've got a ticket into the Melbourne Cup available at Flemington. We have got 184 acceptors at Scone on Saturday. So, uh, boy, oh, boy, uh, the carnival is really rolling on. Sure is, and makes it tough as the uh, the sort of unknown weather forecast, especially in Scone, Bit of rain set to hits, sort of, sort of a top soft five, but not. It's a bit of a query about how much rain will fall, what and how the track will play. Brisbane as well, of course. Doom to Eagle Farm, and um, look, they say Eagle Farm's the best drying track in Australia, but the amount of rain Brisbane has copped and likely to cop up until Saturday, it's still. You still think you're probably going to be running on a soft seven, heavy eight, and and of course the um yeah that the. the the Andrew Ramson stake, the tickets to the Melbourne Cup. Not a great field, has been publicised leading in, but um, still a, a Melbourne Cup berth up for grabs and, of course, a Group 1 meeting in Adelaide as well. So plenty going on as uh, well as going Cup on Friday. So um, we'll be tough to find a few winners with the big fields everywhere, but it means there's plenty of value around. So we'll we'll try our best. Yeah, look, uh, as you mentioned, the Doombin 10,000 uh, is being run at Eagle Farm this weekend. Our old pal Rothfire uh, always trials the house down. Uh, last few preparations hasn't set the world on fire, has again uh, been beaten at short odds. First up, could he do an Essendon where he <laughs> just is constantly disappointing and then just when the wheels appear to have completely fallen off, he bounces back? What do you think? It goes in the quaddy, but he look, he's not in my numbers. I think, you know, he's a very, very talented uh, horse on a, on his on our day. I was with him first up and look, he did a little, little bit wrong in the front, did race keenly, set a, a pretty quick tempo, set it up for those coming off the speed. Um, but look, I think in a, in a tougher tougher race here, second up at the group one race, I thought there were others um, in the field that had better claims. But look, he, such a talented horse, he could come out and and win, win and win easily, no one would really be surprised. Indeed. Well, as you mentioned, uh, weather is going to play a key role uh, in the northern states this weekend, but uh, we should be pretty right at the other Group 1 venue, which is Adelaide, and there's uh, just, uh, well, one of the tracks, they're racing on two tracks, as they tend to do. One of them at the moment, as we speak to, is a soft five. The other's a good forward. It doesn't look like there's a lot of rain. Forecast between now and race time. We will start at Morfordville and we'll start at race three. There's uh, pretty big fields at Morfordville too. There's a few series finals on, but we will concentrate on the black type. First of those races is race three. South Australian size produce stakes. This one's on the parks track over 1,400 metres. It is a group three set weights for two-year-olds. Dan, how did you see this one? Yeah, made my best of the card in this race in the the one twin stars Zoo Star Colt, a very talented Zoo Star Colt. Um, it was eight weeks between between runs leading into the Breeders' Stakes last start. It was a fortnight ago at Morfordville, and we settled last in the field of nine. I wasn't able to reel in the winner. See you in heaven, but I thought he was excellent running on into second there. See you in heaven, very much in form, and also a, 
a talented youngster. Um, twin stars, the win on debut at Murray Bridge in the two-year-old classic, I thought was very good. He did a bit wrong there and one with a bit in hands. Um, and, yeah, the, the run, as I mentioned last start, was excellent <clears throat> off an eight-week break. Up to 1,400 metres looks ideal. I hope he can set a little bit closer this time in running than he did last start. But he's thereabouts on the turn. I think he'll be really hard to hold out. So one on top for me, the twin stars. Two, King's Consort. Uh, won that Rich Grover showdown at Caulfield last start. Produced a big finish there, coming from near last. Um, I think this looks a nice race for him here. He can certainly add some like type. Uh, eight, Miss Dunsford. A uh, little disappointing last start at Flemington at 1,400 metres. A bit went wrong there, sort of went back for a wide draw. But what she showed in her sort of two runs leading into that, I thought were very good and enough to be competitive in a race like this. I got the six, Hope in hand, in for fourth. Uh, one, two, eight, six for me. That was for the two-year-olds. The other two black-type races at Morphville on Saturday are for the three-year-olds. First of them is race seven, Adelaide Galvanising Industries, Adelaide Guineas, 1,600-metre listed race at set weight, Dan. Yeah, we might have a bit of a future star on our hands here in Elation. Very short favourite, thirty. No prizes for finding him if he can win, but the turn of footy showed in the Nitschke Stakes and Morphville last start to 1,400 metres was um, outstanding. Had the uh, soft run there on the inside, but, and the gap did open up for him, but the way he put them to the sword there and, and ran away from some pretty um, pretty handy types uh, was very impressive. I think he wins again. 1,600 metres shouldn't bother him. Um, and clearly on top for me, the one. 12 in next, last girl love. I'm a bit of, fan, bit of a fan of this filly. It was a little bit disappointing. Uh, two back at listed grade. Did pull up lame there, so a bit of an excuse. Uh, certainly excuse, excuse, uh, excuse the margin of the feature. has been about 11 lengths there, but came back to form in a weaker race last start. Looked home there, just nabbed on the post. Um, I think she's a bit of a talented filly and, and you know, can run a can run a good race here. 11 uh, star chaos has been scratched. So I've, got, so I've got the three in next. Ridlero, a bit of a winning machine, this preparation. Um, he's won four from nine and he's had to miss the top three in nine starts. And in for fourth, I've got the four, hop on Harry. Uh, one will be hard to beat, though, on top of 12, three, and four. The big one, and more for Bill on Saturday, is race eight. Thomas Farms, South Australian Derby, 2,500 metres, worth half a million. It is a group one set weights for three-year-olds. Uh, and speaking of undefeated possible future stars, fast facts about the SA Derby. Five of the past seven winners have been last start winners. John Allen has ridden four of the past six. And four of the past six, not not uh, completely, uh, it's a, the Venn diagram is not a circle with the John Allen ones, but uh, four of the past six SA Derby winners have failed to win another race thereafter. So the poster boy for recent SA Derby winners is Russian Camelot, who came out, won the Group 1 Underwood as a four-year-old and, in fact, uh, just about all his uh, starts at four were good. I think only unplaced run was in the Melbourne Cup, for which he was favourite after he won the SA Derby. Um, but he also placed in the Cox Plate, of course, and an all-star mile. So uh, Johnny Allen will be hoping Detonator Jack is another Russian Camelot. Are you with Detonator Jack? I'm not. I've got him second pick. I'm with the one, Allegron, who... Detonator Jack has been super impressive in his three starts. He recorded the, the quickest last 400, 200 metres of the meeting at the end of 2,100 metres when he gets Sandown third up. So 
a very good effort there. Clearly a talent, but first go over this trip. Um, Allegron, on the other hand, the one is an out-and-out stayer. Third in the ATC Derby, two back, and then 2,800 metres, the St. Ledger was um, it was far too good there. Didn't beat a whole heap, but uh, overcoming a little bit of trouble, got into the clear, and uh, it was an excellent win. I think he is an outstanding stayer, probably better over 2,500, uh, better than over further than 2,500 metres, but just I just went with him with the sort of runs on the board over this longer trip, um, the one. So he's on top for me. Detonator Jack in next, as I mentioned, is three wins. He hasn't been just winning. He's been winning impressively and, and recording good time. Um, so clear second pick in for third. I got the five, Harley moving a long way back in that chairman's stakes last start. Uh, to, not a great place to be at Morpherville last sort of, um, you know, 800 to go. And he really picked up nicely late running on in the second behind an impressive winner at Jungle Magnate, who I've got for my fourth pick in this. So <clears throat> one, six, five and three for me. All righty, uh, your specials are in other races on the Morpherville program, starting in race three with your best. Yeah, Twin Stars was race three, Bucks, uh, um, in that uh, name of the race escapes me, but that, that two-year-old race, so race three, number one, the best. Uh, the value comes up in the last, though, race nine, Vampire Slayer, the 14. Um, I really liked her first that win at Morpherville, sort of got under punter's guards a bit there, drifted out, started a, a pretty big price, and did it comfortably from the front. Uh, wide gate last start, sort of tried to push forward from that draw and was caught wide and just sort of tied late. I think can imp- uh, she can improve off that. She drops four kilos, um, thanks in part to the claim by Jacob Opperman. And she can sort of get a little bit of luck in running this time from a, from a, a tough gate. Um, I think she's a big each way chance in the last. So Vampire Slayer, race nine, number 14, my best value at Morpherville. As we mentioned, Eagle Farm is the venue for Doomba 10,000 Day, uh, heading over the road with all the rain they've had in Brisbane. As we speak, the track uh, is assessed as a soft six, but as you mentioned, uh, watch this space because uh, we're going to probably end up somewhere down the bottom of the soft range or somewhere in the heavy range. And the first of the black type races at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race two, Channel 7 Members Handicap. Uh, the It is a listed quality over 1,600 metres. A couple of these um, have accepted for scone on Friday and haven't come out of that yet. So, oh, look, I'll put the eight on top for now, Dye Mill. I was keen on last week at Gosford. Um, just left himself for too much to do there, but... Thought found the line quite well. Um, his form on a heavy track is good. He thrashed an informed main stage. Um, that horse, I think, won its next three. or Sorry, next two and then placed in its third third set after that. Um, but the, that's good form, I think, for this, considering we'll be running on a, on a, on a wet track. Um, 1,600 metres is best trip. And if here, instead of Scone on top, Crydearis is the other one in for the Scone Cup as well. A much weaker race to what he saw last start. He's been a little bit plain. Perhaps the heavy tracks aren't his go. So if we're in the sort of heavy range here and he is here, um, maybe sort of monitor the market there. But it's certainly a talent on his day and anything soft or lower, or sorry, soft or better, um, he's certainly in the in with a hope. Interesting runner first up for the Michael Friedman stable is the five, Al Nassim, um, former US mayor. 
having a, having her Australian debut. She's had two um, trials in Sydney, and both of them look quite good. She's obviously got a bit of early toes. She can park herself handy, and she did in both trials, um, finishing second and first in those. With down 54 kilos here and a good draw, she might be able to give a bit of a sight. And in for fourth, I've got the three, Sikandarabad. That was really good at Doombin last start. Dropping back in trip, um, sat wide there, kept coming and finished within the length of uh, the handy Cooker Archer. Uh, my numbers, eight, one, five and three. Race three at Eagle Farm on Saturday is another quality. It's the JRA Chairman's Handicap. This one, a group three, over 21.43 metres. Reads more like a, a benchmark 90 this race, but um, look, a, a couple of handy stays in, in engaged. I've got the four, our intrigue on top, made uh, her my best value at Eagle Farm a fortnight ago. And look, just a little bit outpaced at 1,825 metres, um, just sort of held her ground towards the end, wasn't beaten far. Did have a chance, though. I think rising to this sort of trip now, 21.43. Um, and third, with third up with the, that run under her belt, dropping down to 54 kilos. I think ticks a lot of boxes, so I'm going to give her another chance. Five, Zhukon, the stable mate, crying out for this longer trip. I thought good in the tail stakes last start without a whole heap of luck. We'll need some, we'll need some luck from the wide draw, but if he gets it, we'll be in the finish. Uh, Seven-star Michelin does mix his form, but his best is good enough for a race of this nature. And the three London banker in for fourth. Um, first two runs on paper don't read two eight, two crash shot, eight and 11th, but excuses in both. And he's getting out to his right distance range now. My numbers, four, five, seven, three. The big two-year-old race at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race five, Spirit of Boom Classic. It is known as these days. It's a 1,200-metre group two at set weights, and there is 16 to face the starter. Yes, tough race. I'm hoping there's a few that fall away and are scratched because I'm with the third emergency as my top pick for now, the 19 ringmaster. Um, couldn't reel in all the way winner at Warwick Farm last start. I think that's going to be a good form race, um, and it was a heavy 10 that day. Got through the ground quite well, and outside of the – the winner of that race, Luna Rocks, um, was the second quickest of the day, last 200 metres of the day. So the wet track won't pose a problem, as we saw there, and the trial leading in to that run at Warwick Farm I thought was very good. So hopefully the 19 can gain a start. But the three in next, Capital Tower, unbeaten, all on wet tracks, um, and the winds have been quite stylish. 18, another emergency, the second emergency political debate. I thought a pretty good first uh, debut run for Chris Waller. Um, and in for fourth, Exo Lady, who too speedy here, got an excellent record at Eagle Farm. Uh, she's now won three from three at the track, um, so she's got to be con- considered. I would have thought nineteen three, eighteen thirteen. Race six at Eagle Farm, first leg of the quality Magic Millions, Bright Shadow, twelve hundred metre quality for fillies and mares at listed level. Yeah, with a roughie here in the 12, our Bellagio miss. Um, look, she started in the market in a race at Hawkesbury last start. It was 5.50 behind two favourites of that race were Malkovich and Tycoonis, who ran the Quinella and are both handy horses. And I think in fi- a field like this, they'd sort of start um, single-figure odds. But our Bellagio miss just pulled up with a bit of an issue, a hard issue post that race. So a clear forgive. Since going to the trials, looks good in a Hawkesbury trial, um, comes here and 
the wetter the better for her. She's got six, all six of her wins have come on soft or heavy tracks. Um, she just loves the wet. And Brooke Ryan gets back aboard her. Obviously, gets along quite well with this mare. So, big odds. I think thirty to thirty to one when I last looked. Um, but I think well in well in this and um, back to Phillies and mares. Great, a, a definite chance. So twelve on top. In for second, I've got the two written beauty, uh, five time winner over uh, twelve starts. Uh, got too far back at Eagle Farm last start, but she was closing off pretty well. I think twelve hundred meters is going to suit her better. Um, probably a better horse on top of the ground, but she has, has she has got a heavy track placing and, and one on a soft track before, so it's not hopeless on it. Seven one Diva, uh, horse that's also accepted for Scone um, on the Saturday. Really like the first up win from her. Good show tonight. Neat turn of foot there. Good second up record and um, for every chance from that draw. And in for fourth, <coughs> I have the sixteen Enterprise Pom. Um, 12, 2, 7, 16. Race 7 at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Traditional derby leader, the Drinkwise Rough Habit Plate, also over 21.43 metres. It is a group three and set weights for three-year-olds. With the three, Dark Destroyer on top. Look, there is a bit of a query at the trip. Um, hasn't run anything further than 1,600 metres, and so this uh, this race is going to be 2,000 metres in front of Doomer, but Boots Eagle Farm, and it's gone up an extra 143 metres, which I don't think helps um, my top pick, Dark Destroyer. But, look, he's untested, so he could come out and handle it just fine. I think he gives the impression he will anyway. His, his last start run in the Queensland Guineas at 1,600 metres was, was excellent from a long way back, charging home in a second behind character. Um, match fit horse. Dark Destroyer was second up there. It's former New Zealand at the trip uh, at 1,600 metres is good too. So, look, um, bit of a query, but from what I've seen of him, I, th- I think he'll be able to handle it. And he's a very talented horse. So, <clears throat> the class will take him a long way. I've got him on top, the three. In for second, I've got the one character. Um, 2,400 back to 1,600 metres last start and enjoyed a lovely run. Great Jimmy Orman ride and got the job done. It was a nice effort. Won the Tullock at 18.50. A wet track won't hurt him. And as I mentioned, he's rock hard fit. Uh, 15, Impul Gazelle. Three wins in much weaker races, but he's been doing it quite well. And he just loves these wet tracks. And in for fourth, I have the uh, the 10, Satirical Glory. Um, give the impression he'll, he'll handle the rising trip as well. Love the way he knuckled down to win last start. 3-1, 15-10. The big one at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race eight, TAB Doomben 10,000, 1,200 metres standard weight for age. Group one, it is Saturday's richest race, being worth $1 million. No winner has jumped from a double-figure barrier since Mr Innocent back in 2000, but, uh, of course, most of those, first first 16 or 17 of those were over 1,350 metres and they've mainly been at Doomben. This one is at the uh, on the wide open expanses of Eagle Farm. Daniel, what do you see happening? Not too sure. Like I've I've got Marzu on top, the clear favourite, two seventy at the moment, and he's built a picket fence this prep with four wins from as many starts. He's been getting it done on wet tracks. He's drawing comparisons to um, uh, another Snowden Galloper, now retired in Red Zell, of course. On a couple, a few Group Ones and a couple of Everest, so see <clears throat> big bit of shoes to fill. But look, he's certainly going the right way. Um, he'll 
roll forward, put himself up there and, and take some running down, running down, no doubt. And he's my top pick, but count the rupee. Um, the three is at $9. I think that's too much of a discrepancy in the market. Benefited from the hot speed in the victory stakes last start. Um, finished too well for them on the fence. I thought it was a an excellent performance. Some slick late sectionals to uh, get the job done there. And the wet track form, uh, he handles a wet track just fine. So very consistent galloper. I think he's group one class as well and has a group one win in him, um, whether it's um, this weekend or, or later on down the track, I'm not too sure, but he's certainly going to be in it to his eyeballs. Third for third, I got the 10, Pulele. I thought was very good in a, a TJ Smith. No match for the first couple. Very good sprinters there. and um, <clears throat> But he was good running on into third. Um, just to, found it probably a little bit too heavy for him last start. Won't get as heavy a track um, as he saw in the arrow field here. And in for fourth, I got the 11, Generation. My numbers, 9, 3, 10, 11. That wraps up the black type at Eagle Farm. We've heard about your value bet, which was race three, number three, London Banker. Tell us about your best, which comes up in the fourth, number 10, Star Tontes. Yeah, Star Tontes, he, uh, this horse comes out of that victory stakes in that wait for age first up. Um, charge shown from a long way back at, as it can do and, just missed the placings as a pretty classy sprinters um, back against her own age group here and, and only goes up half a kilo. Um, the wet track's no problem for it as well. I think ticks a lot of boxes and uh, will be hard to beat. Race four, number 10. Um, the value actually was for mine, but was, was, was our Bellagio miss in race number six, the 12 at, at 30 to one. Um, just I think a wet track. A clear wet track horse that comes off of a give run last start and a, a good trial since. I think she um, she can really put her hand up at a big price. All righty. Across speaking of big, what about these fields at Scone on Saturday? And uh, there's a number of black type races as well to discuss. And the first of those is race four, Vinery Woodlands Stakes, 1,100 metre listed race for two-year-old fillies. And uh, 16 of these to face the stars. We've had two scratchings, but uh, we've got two more emergencies to fill any more holes. What's going to win this, Dan? I like one in the four, Lady Harlem, the start speller for John O'Shea. Um, I've got to preface it by saying it is a very good race and there's a make a case for seven or eight of these, but at sort of around $9.950, I think Lady Harlem represents a good each way bet. She's had the one start, uh, finished second in the rich English race on Cox Plate Day. The Samillion, who was the kindergarten stakes winner in the autumn, ran well in a blue diamond. Um, she was two lengths off that horse in that English race on Cox Plate Day. Trial winner Monday was was excellent. She was sort of two lengths off from about 100 to go. James McDonald gave her a little bit of a rev up, and she quickly reeled them in that last 100 metres. It was a, a lovely piece of work. It's a good draw here. Um, as I said, meet some pretty handy types, but I'm going to be with her each way, Lady Harlem. She's on top before. Three in next in secret, um, the well-bred Philly. Very good win at Hawkesbury on Taboo. Last 600 metres was the quickest uh, of the day and quicker last 600 metres than Norwegian Bliss later in the day. That horse, a very talented mare from the Nathan Doyle stable who's unbeaten and has since won again after that meeting. So <clears throat> in good company there with the time she was running in secret. Um, she looks hardest to beat. Five Lunar Rocks. 
excellent first up win, uh, recording quick splits, shot away on the turn and found the bet- better ground and just relish the heavy 10. So the wet track won't be a problem. In for fourth, one at a bit of odds, Madame Pomery, the 15. Thought her trials last prep leading into the debut run were, were quite good. She had a chance on debut at Rose Hill in January. Wasn't too far away there. Um, the recent trials, this prep have been quite solid as well. It's a tricky draw to contend with, but I thought it was over the odds. <clears throat> Four, three, five, fifteen for me. Across the race six, it's going on Saturday. Coolmore, Denise's Joy Stakes, 1,100-metre listed quality handicap for three-year-old fillies. With the 16, Comrade Rosa on top. Look, a horse I won't want it too wet, um, but although... She did run well on a, on a heavy nine in the PJ Bell Stakes um, two starts ago. Got a long way back, uh, ran some quick late splits from the 600 to the 200 and uh, ran on quite well for six there, I thought. She, they took her up to 1,400 metres last start and just wasn't as dynamic over that longer trip. So I like the stable bringing her back to 1,100 here. Um, looks a good each way bet. 13, I am me. Um, three wins, it's been a bit of a revelation this prepper, three wins this uh, time in have been excellent, soft win at Flemington last start, some late, good late splits there, gets in with 53.5 kilos, a good jockey and a, a really good gait um, she certainly will have plenty of punters will be a fan of her I would imagine three, Zapateo very consistent filly um, just as we can end with a wide draw here but she's been running in, in better races this prep and, and running well She's only missed the, the Quinella one time, once in six, once in seven starts. And the seven, Naj Mahdi, who probably not a good as wet tracker as three I mentioned before, but it was good to see her return to form as a filly that had plenty of wraps on her early doors. She, I guess, sort of lost her way maybe last preparation. She was taking on some, um, some of the better three-year-old fillies and just wasn't really able to, to fire a shot. Um, but she's come back a winner at Caulfield. Did it quite well as well, showing off a night turn of, turn of foot. Um, has to be included, I think. A 16, 13, a 3, 7. Race 7 at Scone. First leg of the quaddy. Scone, Equine Hospital, Luskin Star Stakes. 1,300-metre listed quality handicap. With Andermatt on top, um, also an emergency in race 9, but hearing James coming speak earlier today, it looks as if they want, even though... He's drawn 14 here. They want to race him over the 1,300 metres and sort of on a way to a Stradbroke uh, berth, if possible. Um, he's flying. And the matter really is, his two wins this preparation have been very good. He's won by combined nine lengths. And both times, the handy Dragonstone was in well back in seconds. And both wins recorded the quickest last 600, 400, 200 metres of the meeting. So absolutely airborne and a mat. Um, he was tested at a black type earlier, sorry, early sort of last year and held his own without winning, but I think it's his first chance to add a, a stakes win onto his CV and I think it's got better races in store. So he's on top for me, the four, got the three and next Tycoonist. Really liked the first up run, ran past Malkovich there, with a better wet tracker of the two Tycoonists, but um, Malkovich obviously a good on pace horse, tough to run down and he was able to do that. He has former an isotope last prep. I think that reads well for this. One Bandersnatch. A Tamworth Cup win was very good second up. Carried 62 kilos there and finished too well for them under the huge weights. Um, pretty, pretty versatile horse and where he can settle. He's drawn 
quite well here. So Brenton Avdala will have options. And in for fourth, I've got the 10 true detective. Pretty gritty on pacer on his day. 53 kilos on his back. Um, and he has beaten Tycoonist when first up in the past. So has a case. 4-3-1-10. And the biggest race of Saturday at Scone is race 8, Arrowfield Dark Jewel Classic, 1,400 metres. Group 3 quality for fillies and mares. Yeah, biggest race and near the hardest too. Um, I'm going to have a two-bet play in the race. I've got the 15 on top, Brookspear, who gave a big chance to first up. She raced keenly and just to the eye looked pretty disappointing, but did did want to overdo it in the run and just didn't finish off there. Uh, much better horse than that. Drops three kilos to 53. Uh, good wed tracker, very good second up form, and, and the 1,400-metre record is, is very good as well. So... I think she's too good a horse to um, to drop after one bad run. It's giving her another chance. So on top for me, but I'm also going to have a bet on the 16, Legay Salil, who has been 750 to 5.50 since markets opened, um, or since the, the final fields were announced yesterday morning. Uh, the markets opened yesterday. <clears throat> her form on affected ground is excellent, and the recent trial was quite nice. The fir- first up win last prep was still in my mind. She blazed away there for a dominant win. It was a benchmark 88 from memory, but there were some pretty handy horses who went on to Frank the Form later that prep in behind her, and, and she toyed with them. So <clears throat> very classy on her day. In for third, I got the nine, Majestic Shot. Hasn't had a heap of luck last start, but I like the way she found the, uh, found the line when, when clear. And in for fourth, I got the 19, Flexible. 15, 16, 9, and 19. Last of the black type races and third leg of the quaddy at Scone on Saturday, Emirates Park for Tensia's Stakes, a listed quality over 1,100 metres. Yeah, Andermatt's in the field and will be hard to beat if here, but I'm just going to pretend he isn't because it, seem, it seems pretty certain that he'll be running in race seven. So I've got the two on top, the stable mate Raheran, a gun horse fresh, won five or six, and it likes to sting out. Um, like the recent trial, he's finished six of six in the trial, but he was sort of five lengths off him on the turn. He coasted to the line under a very tight hold, and I liked the way he found. I liked how strong he was through the line. I thought he was strong, as strong as anything in the in, in the heat. So <clears throat> a bit of a sneaky trial, um, a, a sneaky good trial from Raheran. Um, definitely a big case first up. Um, 17, Tycoonis, if here, will also be in the numbers, but um, as a as we mentioned, is looking like it'll be in a race earlier in the day. Three, Malkovich, consistent galloper who draws a good gate. Barrier one will roll forward and, and be the one they have to catch. And I think the Volp of five, the resuming Volpine, has to be considered as well. My numbers, two, uh, 17, three, and five. And... That takes care of the first three legs of the quaddy. We also heard about your value bet earlier in the program, race four, number four, Lady Harlem. But uh, happily, your best comes up in the last leg of the quaddy, race 10, number one, Athelric. Yeah, really keen on Athelric. Um, no no luck first up at Newcastle, just complete horror, horror watch there. He's won his next two starts. And, and like Andermatt, who's on a two-win winning streak at the moment, he's recorded some of the quickest late sectionals a day in both wins and both wins have been pretty uh, pretty dominant it's three kilos off to the from uh, thanks to dylan gibbons claim a, a good draw and whilst it is a big fear i don't think, it's, I think there's a whole heap of depth here um, i think he's the best horse in the race far and away 
with even luck, I think he'll be winning. Thuric, so he's on top for me. 12, American President, just going really well this time in on on these uh, on these wet tracks. <clears throat> Bold ride from Tommy Berry, paid off last start, getting right to the outside fence, and he's, he's one to the tune of five lengths. So flying at the moment, hard to ignore. I've got a couple of Waller, Chris Waller, first up runners in Irish Angel and Hulk, who go well fresh and and uh, like to sing out of the ground. But one really hard to beat on top of 12, 9 and 8. Flemington is the venue for Melbourne racing on Saturday and the big race is race 7. It is the Lexus Andrew Ramsden, previously known, of course, of the, as, the, of the Duke, as the Duke of Norfolk and uh, was over the Melbourne Cup trip of 3,200, but now shorter, 400 metres shorter and carrying $500,000 prize money in addition importantly, to a ballot-free entry into the Melbourne Cup. As you mentioned before, it's not exactly the sort of stellar field that uh, those conditions might have been expected to attract. There are, however, 13 of them and uh, some pretty powerful stables involved. So uh, who do you think will snag that plate? Yeah, I'm going to be with one who's sort of found the race at the right time and the informed mayor, Splendiferous, who you probably a month or so ago, a month and a half ago, wouldn't even considered to uh, be a thought in this race, let alone the Melbourne Cup later on. But she's really low flying at the moment and really in a good groove over these longer trips. Um, the win at sale uh, on that on that rich uh, Good Friday card was, was tough. She looked like she was uh, going to be claimed a couple of times in the straight. She just kept kicking. And then 2,500 metres last start put a pretty – handy stayer in designs um, to the sword and, and raced away for a, a dominant win. She seemed to do that with a bit in hand as well. So the rising trip to 2,800 metres, I don't think will really bother her too much from what I've seen. Um, and I'm just going to be with her, the mayor in form, Splendiferous. 10 point Nepean, also an inform entire um, Lloyd Williams owned, who's done it quite well in benchmark grade of late. It's a bit of a step up, but he has plenty of upside. Six English King. Um, better effort last start up to 2,600 metres. Uh, has been sort of improving steadily this prep with each run, but he's going to improve um, again over further. And in for fourth, I've got the eight through Irish eyes. But the 11 on top for me, on top of 10, six and eight. Same four for me. I've just got Point Nepean on top of Splendiferous, just thinking that uh, Lloyd's gonna, just going to... Uh, lock in the first of his uh, seven <laughs> Melbourne Cup runners for the year. So I've got 10, 11, 6 and 8. Tell us uh, about your specials, uh, which come up in the last two races. Yeah, Triple Missile is the best bet of the day for me at Flemington. Race 8, number 17. On the quick backup after running running in the long goom um, last week, last uh, last Wednesday, Spot a bit of a start on the turn, but ran on strongly there. The winner, Frankie Pino, had a good run on the inside. He sort of covered a bit, bit more ground, triple missile, but I thought it was a good effort. Um, it's a 53 kilos. Second up, this doesn't look any harder. If it, it, it looks an easier race to what he saw in the one going, put it that way. So if you can, natural improvement, second up, back to 53 kilos, and a, a good jockey and Craig knew it getting on board. <clears throat> Ticks a lot of boxes for me, Triple Missile. Race 8, 17. The value comes up in the last. Easy single. Um, 
was only a cram and jump out, but not many jump out better than he did that day. He was a long sort of last on the turn and wasn't even touched by the rider. And he picked him up, reeled him in and, and did it with ease as well. It was an impressive performance, very speedy horse who comes to hand quickly. Um, uh, just really like that jump out effort. And while he does meet up a couple of good horses here in Dosh and Howo Mantic at the top of the page, um, I think he's in this, right in this easy single and worth an each way bet. Race nine, number 12. Yeah, I'm with you with easy single. Uh, I am against uh, your best though with my value, Ben. That's Mystery Shot, who is also coming out of the Wongoom. That's uh, race eight, number 10, ran on well in the Wongoom and uh, up to 1,400 metres in this winter championship heat is the key excellent um, record and never been out of the placings. Second up, my best was earlier in the program, race five, number eight, Bell Toro, and what could be a big day for Robert Hickmott, who you have spoken to for this week's winning post. The uh, interview is in the Flemington Form Garden. Bell Toro, since winning at Bendigo five starts ago, uh, just was uh, uh, just had an, an, an off one in the country mile, but then has been very good since then and can get a, another deserved win on the board this Saturday, I believe. Belmont, we head across the road uh, in Perth uh, for Saturday racing and there is uh, the traditional uh, season opening feature for Belmont is the Roma Cup, although uh, I think they actually haven't run that at Belmont for about six years, but it's back at Belmont. It's race eight. It's a group three uh, wait for age race over 1,200 metres. And our man in Perth, Greg Hooper, thinks that uh, Elite Street and Red Can Man coming out of the Northern Stakes and fight this out again in the same order. Elite Street to beat Red Can Man with Amasinus for third and Flirtini for fourth. Two, four, 16 and 15. Hoops' is best race three, number seven, Devoted. Value bet race six, number three, Go Forward. Uh, you did mention that there is black type and big fields, not only uh, on Saturday at Scone, but on Friday. Dan, did you have a look at the Scone Cup? I've had a bit of a look, not, a, not an in-depth one, but I think without sort of giving a tip, there are, I think, a few runners who will um, certainly put their hand up. The Chris Anderson pair, Ballistic Boy and Profit, coming to chase a, a dry track, I think. They're up to this sort of level of competition. Um, Birdebeck's a, a very good second-up horse, but will be giving away a bit of a start. And um, horses like uh, Rustic Steel in form and, and Dye Mill as well, if here, certainly. Okay, so without sort of deep diving into it, I think it looks to be an open open sort of race and a very competitive one. All right, that is race eight at Scone on Friday at the Dali Scone Cup over 1,600 metres. That wraps up the preview section of the podcast, brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Lazy 
well, back in a bit of form. Well, when I say back in a bit of form, Dan, it's actually your second profit in a row with uh, Mask Up and uh, a little bit unlucky you are that uh, when on my spreadsheet here where I'm uh, tracking profit and losses, I'm using the uh, Super Tab dividend because uh, <laughs> Mask Up only paid uh, only paid $2.80 on the tote and I think was uh, started at $3.60, so a good get. Uh, and I'm saying unlucky Sig Positano going down by the narrowest of margins. Now, the way you were raving about Athelric, is that what you're going for, or are you um, are you uh, too worried about uh, the uncertain track conditions up there? It's going. No, I'll, I'll, it's definitely the best all weekend for me, Athelric. And yeah, you're right. Bit bit of uncertainty about how much rain will fall between now and race day. But um, you know, if I think if he gets the luck in running, um, I think I'll be going three in a row, Bucks. I think it'll be really hard to beat. Rightio, and I will go Flemington race five, number eight, Bill Toro. That leads us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. Form for Cranbourne Friday night, fields, tips, colours for everywhere else on Friday. Our usual excellent Saturday and Sunday coverage and plenty of great reading. Besides, online version is available now through winningpost.com.au and it is in the shops uh, around Australia, uh, WA. Uh, first thing, Friday morning, so make sure you pick one up. Back plenty of winners over the weekend, punters, and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.